What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you're new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. In today's video, we are going over three high income ETFs. Now, when we talk about high income ETFs for this video, I'm not talking here three, 4%, nothing like that. The funds that we'll be covering have distribution yields of six, seven, 8% plus yields. And what's great about the three funds that I've selected to talk about today is that they are all Canadian based, meaning that they trade on the TSX, they trade in Canadian dollars. We don't have to go to some US exchange to go buy them. It doesn't necessarily mean that the holdings within the fund are all gonna be Canadian. Some will, some won't. Some of the funds we talk about are very actually diversified globally, but these are all structured as Canadian products and Canadian funds. Now, I would just like to say a couple words about these high income funds before we get started. I kind of have this unwritten rule for those that have followed the channel for a while, you may have heard this before, but typically when I see an investment that's yielding four, five, six, seven percent plus, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a red flag and that I should be avoiding it, but it definitely kind of gets my guard up. Like I become a little more cautious. I really have to do my research and due diligence to make sure I understand where this income is coming from and where these yields are being generated from and if they're gonna be sustainable or not. It doesn't mean that just because an investment like a stock or an ETF has a high yield that it's automatically bad. In fact, for the funds that we talk about today, these funds are literally structured to be spitting out income. Like we'll see from the names of these funds, often they're titled like high income funds or income funds because their sole purpose is to essentially kick back income to the shareholders in a variety of different ways. Now that does often come with some trade-offs. You can't really like, you can't have it all. You can't have all the growth and all the income. You kind of pick and choose because with these funds, they put such a priority on essentially taking all the money they earn and giving it back to shareholders that in many cases, you don't really expect a whole bunch of growth on the capital like on the capital appreciation side, in many cases, these stocks will trade flat. Maybe some cases they'll actually go down because again, the priority is on distributions. The priority is on dividends. I'll finish off here by saying who would these funds be suitable for? Well, it goes without saying that a high income fund would be for somebody that needs a high income like now. So basically you're looking to find an investment that's gonna spin you off a large and good chunk of income, maybe for somebody that's in retirement or not working currently, somebody that basically wants to put their money in and just get the most income they can in a safe and responsible way. That said, it's not only for people that are like in retirement. There are a lot of young people, a lot of young investors that actually buy into a strategy like this. They just take the, the yield, they take all this income, they just have to use it wisely, maybe by redeploying it back into their portfolio, really getting that snowball rolling and getting the compounding working for you. It's for a specific type of investor and you can make that assessment of whether it's suitable or not for you. If you guys enjoyed today's video, please take a moment and give it a thumbs up. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below. But our first ETF on the list for today is ticker HDIF. It's the Harvest Diversified Monthly Income ETF. Today, the yield is sitting at 8.5%. This is going to be, excuse me, the largest or highest distribution yield that we cover in today's video. As with actually all of the funds that we talk about, these distributions are paid monthly. This fund essentially what it does is it holds a total of over 90 companies, global companies across a variety of sectors. So it's not limited to one sector. It's not that specific or focused. It's actually quite diversified. And what's fascinating about this fund is that they actually incorporate a covered call strategy where they will write 
options, they will write covered calls up to 33% of each security. This is basically one of the ways that they enhance and boost the yield. And I'll actually give a shout out right here to a new friend of mine that I met basically a couple months back a guy named Adrian. He runs a channel called Passive Income Investing. And when it comes to these high income funds, split shares, whatever the case is, that is his bread and butter. He knows so much about that. And he basically told me a couple months back, he asked me, are you familiar with this fund? And he said, is it fascinating? Or have you noticed how fascinating it is that in the Canadian market, when you're looking for a covered call ETF, they're all very sector specific right? So there'd be like a financials ETF and they write covered calls on the financial stocks. There'd be a utilities one, but there isn't necessarily like an all in one bundle. Well, fund HDIF is essentially the first of its kind here in Canada, which is doing essentially that it's an equal weighted fund built up of other funds. So like an ETF of ETFs, there's five of them, which span across the utilities sector, uh, healthcare ETF, global brands, uh, technology, U.S. Banks ETF. And if you were to go look at some of the holdings, I'll pop some up on the screen. Again, you can always go to their website and check it out yourself, but you're going to be owning some of the top quality names that you're all familiar with in these various sectors. With this fund, they have an MER stated on their website of 0%. And this is quite unique. A 0% fund, a free fund? Well, absolutely not. That's not how it works out here. There's always going to be some costs included. And with this fund, the way they charge their fees is you're essentially paying fees on the underlying holdings. So the various funds that we talked about, I'll pop them up on the screen just so you have them, but the utilities ETF has an MER of 0.50, healthcare ETF 0.85, global brands ETF 0.75, technology 0.85, and then the US banks ETF 0.75. So just rough math, if I were to just kind of in my head calculate that up, I'm looking at an average uh, MER or fee that you'd be paying. This is the fee that you'd be paying every year, basically embedded in to invest in these products. I think sits around 0.7 to 0.75%, which is a very, very fair uh, and very, very competitive rate that you'd be coming across, especially when you're having a, a unique product like this, one of its kind, but especially one that incorporates covered calls. And we'll also be talking a little bit more about covered calls in the next one, not to spoil it, but that's that's how it is. And here's a fascinating slide that talks about how HDIF generates an 8.5% yield because you may be thinking, wow, that's really, really high. Well, to kind of skim through this, they say here that dividends alone, so dividends from their various holdings, the 90 stocks that they own, they generate typically anywhere between 4 and 8%. That's a little bit high if you ask me. But um, what they do is they write covered calls, again, up to 33% of the positions or the securities that they have that can generate additional premium and essentially boost the yield. On top of that, what they do is they do apply a slight amount of leverage. And by digging into a little bit deeper, they apply about 1.25 times leverage. This is all part of this income enhancing strategy. And I know you may be thinking like, this all may sound very, very aggressive and very, very risky. This fund is ranked a medium risk fund. And it's very important to understand that when it comes to the world of options, covered calls are actually more on the conservative side. Like you can get very risky with options. You see a lot of people doing a lot of crazy things with it, but there are also very safe and secure ways to use options to boost yield. These funds again are totally structured around that. At the end of the day, it's a very exciting fund that I highly suggest you guys check out more. Again, the ticker is HDIF, the Harvest Dividend Monthly Income Fund. Today, the shares are trading at $9 Canadian. And again, with the 8.5% distribution yield, it could definitely be an interesting one for those looking for a big boost of income.
On to our second ETF for today's video. It's one that we have covered on the channel before, but it's one that absolutely would classify for a video like this on high income ETFs. It is the BMO covered call ETF focusing in on the Canadian banks. The ticker is ZWB. The yield today sits at 6.29%. And this to me is actually more of a true play when it comes to a covered call strategy in ETFs or embedded into an ETF. At any given time, as part of BMO strategy, they're writing calls, covered calls, excuse me, on up to 50 to 60% of their securities. Now with this fund in particular, they're of course honing in on the Canadian banks. The big six banks, they each represent about 13% a piece. There is also an ETF as within the ETF, but a much more concentrated fund, we can absolutely say. Now, the Canadian banks, if you're gonna pick some investments to own, the Canadian banks are the cream of the crop. Like they are literally known across the globe as some of the most premier and some of the most best, the most best banks out there. To put it simply, they pay amazing dividends. They've been growing over the years. And as part of this covered call strategy, because there's 50 to 60% at any given time, you still are participating in the stock's performance. Like it's not every single position, every single stock constantly writing calls and they're constantly being called away. You still absolutely partake in some of the growth. And to me, if you didn't want to be so diverse with a fund like Harvest, you can absolutely narrow down for a portion of your portfolio specifically focusing in on the banks. It goes without saying that if you look at the exposure for this fund, it is going to be obviously 100% financials, also 100% Canadian. And if we were to toggle over to this page that shows the exact holdings within the ETF, well, you're gonna see the major banks, of course, followed by a bunch of different covered call options. This is essentially what they are doing for you. And as an investor in this fund, if you're somebody that wants to partake and benefit from this strategy, I think it's really important to understand that you don't need to be some sort of options expert yourself. Like you don't need to know exactly what's going on. In fact, you don't even need to know much of what's going on. I think you should know from a base level conceptually what they're doing. They're writing covered calls. For those not familiar, they're writing or selling covered calls, which again is a rather conservative strategy. In some cases, their stocks may be called away. In some cases, not. Regardless, upon writing these calls, they are generating a premium for selling the options or for selling the option or options. And that premium is essentially what comes in and helps bake into this 6.29% distribution. There are often other factors as well. The distribution isn't solely that, but that is a big component of it. Why we pay these MERs and why we go to a fund and someone that we trust like a BMO out there is they're the professionals, they can handle it, but it's good to know from a conceptual level what's happening. That is exactly what's happening with a fund like this. The fee today sits at 0.72%. I'd say very comparable to the previous one we looked at. Again, right in the range of what you'd expect with a covered call ETF. Again, the distributions are monthly. I haven't mentioned that yet. I think more or less that can sum it up for this one. A shorter segment because this is a fund that I think is a very reliable choice for dividend investors, income investors. Today, the shares are trading at $20.19 Canadian with the very attractive 6.3% yield. Now, before we move on into our final fund for the video, I will just remind you that if you haven't already dropped a big thumbs up on the video, please take a moment and do that if you're enjoying and learning. Also make sure that you're subscribed to the channel if you aren't already. And of course, we do have our investing academy down below. For $20 a month, you can join the community, learn. We have 100 plus hours of training content, an amazing community with so many cool Canadians. And it's something I'd highly encourage you to check out. It's that first link down below if you are interested. But in moving on to our third fund, this is the fund that's a little bit iffy for me. Not necessarily. I think these funds are all great. It's just something to be 
aware about and maybe right for the right type of investor. It is the fund Canoe EIT Income Fund. Ticker is EIT.UN. I actually lied. This one has the highest yield today sitting at 8.77%. Again, of course, a Canadian traded fund. This may be a fund that may be best suited to hold in your TFSN. We're going to talk a little bit more about this later. But how I came across this fund, you guys are going to laugh at me. I came across this fund in a Facebook group. So the other day, someone posted in this Facebook group that this fund was on fire and that it was a must have. It's a gem. And again, usually I'm like, hmm, a little bit cautious when I see that, but I did do some digging and I had been familiar with the canoe suite of funds. I remember Kevin O'Leary a little bit while back, all tied towards this. I don't think he's part of this uh, brand anymore. I'll double check on that. But um, after digging into it, this fund has been around since 1997. So it's not a new fund, right? They've got quite a bit of history here. It's a fund that holds really some of the top Canadian and US stocks out there. Just taking a look at the up-to-date top 25 holdings, you're gonna see some of these big name, high quality businesses, companies like Bank of Nova Scotia, oil companies, United Health Group, Synovus, our Canadian companies, Berkshire Hathaway. Actually, if you look at the geographical mix, you clearly see a mix of both Canadian and US, but primarily Canadian at this point. This would be more Canadian focused if we wanna put it that way. Sector breakdown, you got a nice diversity, but primarily you're seeing the exposure in the financials, energy, again, very Canadian tied, as well as healthcare. And I will just take a moment and talk about maybe something that you're wondering, like, you know, maybe you're thinking to yourself, why would an income fund, a high income fund, own a stock like Berkshire Hathaway? Berkshire Hathaway, known for not paying a dividend. This is, of course, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's company. Well, this is actually a good point for this segment because it'll lead on to what I want to talk about next. But when it comes to distributions, they're not all created equally. And it can actually be a little bit confusing when you see a distribution. It can be made up of a bunch of little things, right? It's not just dividends per se that are passed through. It could be dividends. It could also be capital gains. It could also be interest if these ETFs own like a fixed income product. Actually, what we're going to be talking about today is a term known as ROC or return of capital. Because with this fund, they do have a very high return of capital. Basically, this makes up a big portion of their dividend. And I'll toggle back over the past couple of years literally seeing this up at 40% of the distribution, excuse me, um, 80% of the distribution. Essentially, when this comes into play is that if they set a target distribution, like let's say it's 8.5%, well, if the fund doesn't necessarily make that much, whether it's dividends, capital gains, like if it doesn't hit that target, they can still give out these distributions, but they're essentially returning capital. This is what is known as a close-ended fund. And I guess we can talk about the fees here while we're on this page, because it is very much structured like a mutual fund. It's very unique and fascinating in that way. It's not a mutual fund, but it's priced like a mutual fund. Like some may say this fee right here is actually quite expensive. Again, you're still getting a ton, a ton of yield. But it's a, it's a very different fund than what we usually were talking about, even the other two funds that we talked about today. And essentially with these high ROC numbers, it could, it could depending on what type of investor you, are, investor you are, could come back to bite you. If you're an investor that's investing in a tax-free savings account, for example, like a young investor or somebody that has a bunch of space, maybe you're old, but you have a bunch of tax-free safe, well, then it wouldn't really matter. But when you are investing in a non-registered or taxable account, these returns of capital actually impact and actually like 
change your adjusted cost base. So they actually lower them. Essentially what that means is that over time, depending on how long you own the fund for and how well it performs or how poorly it performs, you may be paying more in capital gains because your cost base is just going lower and lower and lower. Again, that's something for you to decide whether this is appropriate for you or not. And again, for certain investors that may just want a very high income boost, for a few years or whatever the case is, then that may not even matter. If you're holding it at TFSA, it may not even matter, but it is something to be aware about. With this fund, it has honestly performed very, very well. And I think that's like what has drawn a lot of people to it. Basically taking a look at this rectangle on the right, if you look at the different calendar years, last year they posted a 50% gain. So five zero, I've underlined right above that, more or less the longer term averages, which is more important to me. So over a 10 year period, 11% gain compounded, uh, since inception, a 9% gain. And again, on the bottom left there, what I think would be most attractive to a lot of you guys out there is the 8.63% yield. Now it's important to note, as we could say in literally like any investing video, just because a stock did 50% last year, did super, super well, what's happened in the past that means nothing about what's going to happen in the future. That guarantees nothing. However, if you are an investor that is seeking good yield, especially again, if you could hold this in a tax-free savings account, I think that'd be the most ideal case scenario for a stock that's trading at $14, less than $14 Canadian today. It's gone on quite a nice run and hey, maybe it does show a little bit of a pullback, but it is one that I would definitely consider looking into more. It is the CNU EIT income fund, ticker EIT.UN. But um, that will wrap it up for my video today on three high income funds right here in Canada. I'm very curious to know what you guys think of these funds down in the comment section below. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you own them? Have you considered owning them? Or are these just brand new ideas for you? Do not hesitate to share down below and leave your thoughts. Again, I think these are funds that are very suitable for the right type of investor. And I'm curious to know how many of you guys are out there who are taking this high income approach, who do like this strategy. Maybe you're somebody that wants more dividend growth, right? Maybe stocks that don't pay the highest yields but are growing them. Well, then these stocks maybe aren't for you. It's for a specific type of person out there who wants the income. And without a doubt, the three stocks that we talked about today, ETF stocks, same thing. They have some very, very high and juicy yields. If you guys enjoyed today's video, please do not hesitate to leave a big thumbs up. If you're not already subscribed, take a moment and subscribe and make sure you hit the bell for notifications. That way YouTube notifies you when we do make a post. And of course, as always, we do have our investing Academy. It's that first link down below if you'd like to go check it out. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.